hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Suck Pod. I'm Kaya. And I am Jason. Kaya, um, we have done it. We have reached the end <laughs> of Succession season three. I mean, last night, it's over for now. Where's where's your head at? I am so happy. Like, okay, I'm not, there are a lot of people that are like, they expected more. They're kind of disappointed. They wanted someone to die. But me, I didn't want anyone to die. I've desperately been trying to keep Logan alive since the beginning of the season. Mm. I always want Kendall to be alive because Kendall is my baby. Yeah. And I found the finale so satisfying in a way that I was not expecting. And it really showed me that we, we had, we don't have to have a death of a major character in order to deliver a satisfying like finale. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, you know, there was a lot of chatter of like, you know, just like Game of Thrones. I mean, we've even said it on this podcast, like, we need something big to happen in the finale. You know, someone needs to die. Something crazy needs to happen. And and something crazy did happen, but I think that, you know, it's important to kind of level set and just realize that like succession is not that show, right? Like there isn't going to be a big, you know, shoot up. There isn't going to be any kind of like big crazy thing. I mean, granted, you know, like uh, Kendall and the waiter situation from season one was a pretty big twist. And obviously the way that this episode ended, um, was also a pretty big twist. However, I think that like the idea that there will ever be like some kind of big action moment, I think it's safe to say that like succession is just not that show. And I'm satisfied with that. Oh, like, 100%, I'm thinking yeah. for, you know, like a it's a it's a it's literally a dramedy in its purest form. Mm-hmm. I'm so satisfied by it. And I'm so happy that everyone is alive. Like yes. that's the biggest thing. I was killing kids. <laughs> I was killing I know last siblings. episode we were like is and you know granted like and even I I even had some friends that like hit me up over the past week of like oh my God like do you think Kendall's dead? Do you think and I was like I just don't think that this is the way the show would would send would send him out. And, you know, the, the common kind of debate that was out there is like, well, Jeremy Strong's career, you know, like, wouldn't this be a great time for him to exit the show? Cause he has all these other projects set up. And I understood that point that people were making, but overall, like this is Jeremy Strong's like Walter White, you know what I mean? Like this is that character yeah. that is going to cement him in TV history in a way that most actors and actresses just don't get a chance um, to have their name, you know, remembered in TV history. So I think, you know, from like his career strategy standpoint, like, you know, if I was his manager, which I'm not, but, you know, it's kind of like, you got to see this out, Jeremy, like you got to go through the full um, arc that Jesse Armstrong and the writers of succession want for Kendall, you know, and we saw a lot of that in last night's episode of, of just Kendall breaking down in a way that we haven't seen him break down before. Um, but I think Jeremy needs to ride ride this show out into the sunset. Yeah, it's only been 29 episodes. Mm-hmm. Like that that sounds like a lot, but it's really not a lot when you compare it to all these other series that have so many episodes. It's like maybe we're just getting started. Yeah. Like we finally 
got to see the alliance that we've a lot of us have been rooting for since the beginning of the season, since mm-hmm. those posters were even released. Oh, like, yeah. We finally got to see that alliance, but look at what it took to get us there. I know. And so many ups and downs just over this episode alone. I mean, I will also say like one of my first kind of gut instincts from watching last night was like, this is one of the more fast paced episodes of succession that we've seen. Do you agree? There's like, so what do you much think? going on. Yeah. I even texted you. I was like, wait, what's going on? What did mm-hmm. I just miss? I, I, I like hit you up. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like yeah. everything was happening all at once and they're panicking and I'm panicking in turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just things happen. So let's, let's just start from the top. Let's take it from mm-hmm. the top. Mm-hmm. We, we find out Kendall's fate. We yes. find out that he did, in fact, you know, almost die. Like, even though some people were like, yeah, he, there's no, I didn't see anything from that um, last scene that would indicate that he would die or anything. He's just floating on a pool. He just does that. He likes water. I'm like, no, mm. there's something different about that. Like, yeah, there was something darker scene, to it. Exactly. So he almost drowned. There's some, there's some chat around is was it on purpose or was he just too fucked up what do you think um yeah so i think i defer of whether kendall actually like killed himself or not or was trying to kill himself or not to the intervention between him and his siblings because you know in order to actually confirm it because we don't see really like what happened when he went to the hospital or what happened with like comfrey like saving him or whatever which it sounds like she like jumped in and like literally saved his life Um, I mean, just based off of the intervention and the way that, you know, Roman and Connor and Shiv like spoke about how they were worried about him. I think it's pretty clear that it was a suicide, um, you know, but the way that the show kind of like doesn't paint it, uh, precisely, I think leaves some room open. You know, Kendall says that he just had a bunch of drinks and he slipped off the inflatable. Um, but I think it's pretty clear that that he did attempt suicide uh, in that episode. It does leave a lot of room because of like, okay, so if he did attempt suicide, like would he be back talking about, oh, Vanity Fair and New mm-hmm. Warriors? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty- so that's why it's yeah. kind of like, hmm. It was a moment that I was laughing at, but like when he's like, yeah, so I'm going to, we're going to redo my, uh, my legal strategy here. I was just like, what? Like, didn't he just almost die at the end of last episode? And, and I think that, you know, it goes to, it goes back to him saying like, I don't really know where to take my life anymore. Right. Like he doesn't know what to do now that he's been kind of ousted from the company in this way. So for him, it's, it's like, I think he's kind of just poking at straws. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this big vanity fair piece. I'm going to, you know, redo the legal strategy. Like, it's almost like everyone's kind of looking at him like, oh, Kendall, like, you know, you, you haven't been successful at all this entire season. So like, what are you even saying? You know, and you see it kind of change a little bit towards the end when he's teamed up with Shiv and, and Roman um, to turn on Logan. But in the moment and in this episode precisely, like, I just don't think he's getting anywhere. Yeah. In that moment, it's like Kendall baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go sit down. Like go sit down. Yeah. 
enough is enough is enough is enough. Yeah. And that's why I was laughing. Cause you could, I mean, he's like barely alive. Like, you know what I mean? His face is sunken in, he, you know, he just, who knows? It could have been hours earlier. He was drowning. And yeah. now he's like going back in, um, you know, which leads to that intervention that, that they have with him. What did you think of that scene? Cause I thought it was like a very pivotal scene for the end of the series or end of this season. I don't know. I, I, this is going to go against the grain, but I just didn't think that they were sincere in that scene as mm. they were in the scene where they actually find out mm-hmm. that he killed a person. Mm-hmm. I thought that the intervention was them just trying to make themselves feel better about the way that they've kind of like left him out to dry rather than actually like caring about his safety. Like I'm, I'm in no way saying that I think that, that, you know, they wouldn't give a fuck if he died or not. Absolutely. They'd be devastated. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it wasn't as sincere as the scene at towards the end where he actually like spills his heart out. Like it was more genuine then than it was right. at the beginning of the episode. What did you think about it? Yeah. I mean, there's something about, you know, in any kind of TV show where they're, the characters are having like an intervention for another character. Um, and for me, it reminded me a lot of the Sopranos with the character Christopher, um, where, you know, the, the family comes together when he was addicted to drugs. But, um, you know, in this instance, you know, just as you said, like there was kind of a lack of sincerity. I also think before they even had a chance to get anywhere with the conversation, Connor kind of had his, his freak out moment where he's like, well, I'm the eldest son. And I think that was a great moment for Connor because he is the type of character that will like hear one little thing and then just go all in on it and take it to the extreme. So, you know, when Logan was, or when Kendall was saying like, you know, I really just wanted to do something for all of us and, and take control back from our father and, and really try to get us out of this like horrible, you know, power dynamic, you know, and he's like, and I am the oldest to do that. You know, Connor hears that I'm the oldest. And he's like, well, no, I'm the oldest. And I think for him, it, it's his own little meltdown because he's had this build up over the course of the season where he wants to be, um, you know, the president and it's not really working out. He wants to marry uh, Willa and that's not really working out. So it was his way to kind of blow up at everybody. And of course, you know, it kind of derails the intervention, if you can call it that. Um, But at the end of the day, it's fine because, well, it's not fine, but they eventually all get their feelings out towards the end of the episode anyway, so. Yeah, and you know what? Kind of, I love Kendall, that's my baby, but kind of fuck him for saying that he's oldest. Like, we get it. Mm -hmm. We get that, you know, Connor is not the one who wants to take the throne of Waystar, but Mm -hmm. it's just... Like he said, like I, I felt a moment of sympathy more for Connor than for Kendall at that moment because he's like, I didn't talk to dad for three years, mm-hmm. but your like spoon wasn't silver enough or some shit like that. Right. And I'm like, this goes back to what we haven't seen. So, so you know, Connor being the the child that you know is like kind of like the outsider, um, his upbringing, all these things that happened before. Obviously, we see them in this story and i felt bad for connor because he's just like he's his siblings count him out even though that he he kind of tries to like you know herd them together Mm -hmm. and try to get them to get along and things like that and they just they kind of just don't really give a fuck about him the way that they should and they have some 
sort of, um, what do you call it when they think that they're better than him? They have some superiority sort of complex. They, yeah, a superiority complex because they have the same mom and, you know, they are the ones who are mm-hmm. in the business and they're the ones who work closer with the dad and, and things like yeah. that. So I just really felt for Connor like in that scene. Well, and I think it also kind of leads to a bigger theme about this season and also the show that we haven't really touched on, but now after this episode, I think a lot is clearer of like what is owed to the Roy siblings. Like there's this whole idea that, you know, they like, who's going to be the next successor, who is the most qualified to take over. And in many ways, and it's been proven in this past episode, none of them are ready to take over. None of them are qualified. Right. And on top of that, none of them are actually owed anything. Um, and that's kind of the lesson that Logan is trying to instill on them in that last scene of like, go make your own fortune. Like if I want to sell my company that I have the ownership of, like, this is capitalism, baby. Like, like take it or, or leave it. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. You guys aren't owed anything. Um, you know, you may have some kind of inheritance on a piece of paper, but all of that can be taken away because I'm the one that's still in power. And I think we see that in a really big way um, as this season wraps up. Yeah, on top of it, it's like he's tried to get them all ready for, you know, to take over the company. Mm -hmm. He's tried with Kendall. Kendall Mm -hmm. can't keep away from the drugs. Sorry, that's his problem. Mm -hmm. Shiv, she doesn't have what it takes to be a killer. And Roman... um, you know, he is a wild card. None of them are ready. Yeah. None of them. And none so of them are killers, too. His, I would yeah, Like, at the end of the day, none of them are truly killers because they've all grown up with this incredible privilege, with this incredible power of, in their own right. They never have had to really work or grind for anything. Um, and I think we see that in the, its brightest form in that last scene because when they all walk in, Jerry, Frank, Carl they're in the room with, with Logan. And at the end of the day, who's in the room with Logan? It's them. And why is that? It's because they're killers and they have worked their asses off. And, you know, we don't really know that much about their backstories, but we know for sure that they're not like, you know, heirs to the throne of the Roy empire. They've always had to work to stick around. And even Jerry says they know it. it. Exactly. Like Roman is literally on his knees begging Jerry for help. And she's like, I just don't see how, you know, this serves me. And it's that last little thing of like in this capitalistic business, ruthless game, the winners are the people that can play it completely strategically with no kind of, you know, heartstrings attached with no kind of family ties attached, you know, Jerry, Carl and Frank, I mean, they, they play to kill just like Logan. And that's why they're in the inner, inner circle. And what? Uh, what a moment for Jerry, though. Like, everyone is just like, oh, I can't believe yeah. Jerry, you know, did this. And I'm like, no, baby. She told Roman this <laughs> earlier this season. Yeah. She was yes. like, you have to see how things, like, serve you mm-hmm. in your best interest. You have to ask yourself that. And especially after Roman fucked around and, like, almost got her fucking fired by mm-hmm. sitting in a fucking dick yeah. pick in a meeting. 
you think that I'm going to pick you over Logan Roy? She's done with him. <laughs> She's done with Roman. And and I will also say, like, I felt a little bit guilty, like, seeing that last scene between them too, because, like, even from the beginning of the whole slime puppy thing, like, it was never really clear if Jerry was into it. Now, looking back, she probably was never into any of this. She was just using it as another way to gain leverage with one of the kids. So if Logan did pick Roman- Hot take. Yeah, if Logan did pick Roman to be the successor, she would then have some kind of in. But at the end of the day, I don't think there was, now that I'm kind of like reanalyzing this, I don't think there was anything between Jerry and Roman from Jerry's point of view. I think she was just using it as another way you know, to have a leg up. And now that Roman's Jerry been burned. The villain? Did, does Jerry have ooh. an iPhone? Mm. Does Jerry have an iPhone? We need to go back and see. Yeah. Didn't we talk about how the villains don't have iPhones? We need to oh, go back yeah. and see. Well, wait, explain that to the listeners. Maybe we'll get into it more in uh, one of our post-season episodes. But yeah, because yeah. I thought that was just so interesting. When you brought Random things to say. So apparently... Apple has this thing where they don't want the bad guys on TV shows or movies to have iPhones. So, which is why we see these amazing, smart villains with like Androids, which is, you know, I, I'm not, you know, both all phones are great, but um, <laughs> we, don't, we don't. We're keeping we neutral see. in case we get sponsored one day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want no smoke, uh, especially from Android people. Like, <laughs> Um, but we don't really see villains with iPhones. So that kind of gives away some sort of, like, it's like an Easter egg. If you see someone with an iPhone, they are not the bad guy. Even if they appear to be the bad guy at first, they are not the villain. You kind of like have to look deeper. And I'm wondering, okay, so at the meeting, Roman, did he, he didn't text it. He airdropped it, right? Or no? No, he accidentally texted it to Logan versus. Okay, so he texted it. I was about to say because if he airdropped it, yeah, then that just that could have been even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I think overall, like just to bring it back, like Jerry, you know, she, uh, I think she's been judged by the fandom, and at least in my opinion, like by ourselves, like a little bit, not unfairly, but I think we always assume that like you know, her and Roman were like this tag team that we're going to just take over and make moves. And now I'm realizing that Jerry's always been on her own. Jerry's always been Jerry. Jerry has always been, you know, operating what's best for her. And as the season rounds out, Roman's not in that calculation anymore. So I'm curious, you know, if next season he's going to try to get back into her favor, if she's just completely done with him. Um, Yeah. What do you think like it will happen with Jerry next season? My iPad's about to die, so let me plug it in. I have to take out the microphone. Yeah, yeah. All good. <laughs> we could pause it too if you need. No, I have the I have the charger right here. I was just hoping that it would like, because I've been working from it all day. Yeah, so I was that. just hoping. It would... Okay, it's plugged in. Let me see. Okay, it's charging. Perf. Oh Lord, Christian is not going to like the fact that I do not have my microphone, especially on our finale episode, but. They're going to have to deal with it. Hopefully the audio's decent. Yeah, it's still, it's still recording. Okay, good. So we can start. 
what was your last question? Yeah. So what do you think, you know, based off of all of this between Roman and Jerry, like, where do you think Jerry's moves are for next season? She's going wherever. I think that she's going to have a good position at Gojo. Hmm. She's going to stick around. I think she is going to stick around with that because why would she leave and go to, because we don't know what the Roy siblings are going to be doing next. Um, and also she kind of, I think that she sees Roman in a different way now because mm. she did ask him to stop sending her dick pics on the last episode. He fucked around, you know, kind of like got that awkward situation going on there. And now she's back in a position of power where she is in the mm-hmm. room with Logan Roy and they're like all making moves and shit like that. Yeah. So she's going to stay in that, uh, in that team, the winning team. But don't you think there's also a level of respect that she has for Roman because he stood up to his father in the finale? Like he could have easily just said like, okay, like dad, like, you know, yeah, screw Shiv and Kendall. Like let's, let's talk, you know, but he stood his ground and it was hard for him to do. You know, I think he had a real kind of- He is a daddy's boy. Exactly. So I think he kind of had like a big moment at the end and was able to- really stand up for himself. And I think even if it infuriated Logan, I think you there's a quick, quick shot of Jerry's face while he's like talking to his dad. And I think there's a little bit of respect there too, even though she's kind of like no longer, you know, it's almost like we can't really be like teammates anymore because of everything that's happened. Yeah. But I respect that you're kind of now holding your own and trying to be like your own man in all of this and not just like daddy's boy. She trained him up. Yep. Yeah. That's actually a really good way to think about it. Right. Like she's kind of almost taught Roman everything that she knows. And now it's up to Roman to like win her back as a friend. And then also as like a strategic person. Exactly. Cause it was just so hard for him to stand up to, to Logan, which I want to ask you if you think, okay. Do you think that if he walked off with Logan would he have stood with his siblings? Because I don't think so at all. No. Like, yeah. Like he needed to be with Shiv and Kendall mm-hmm. in order to just put his foot down because that was just so hard for him Yeah. to even, you know, say that Kendall's going to be in the room. Yeah. And when Logan was like, oh, you can, uh, you can trust me. It's like he wanted to go with his dad. And I'm just like, you have to stay strong. Like Roman is honestly like, he's the one that's on the bottom of my list to be the successor. He's just not, Mm. he's not ready yet. He's too weak for me, in my opinion. And I thought that Kendall was kind of weak because he keeps getting beat, but but he's not weak. He just, he just loses. He's a loser. Yeah. And we spoke last episode about how Kendall's like the anti-anti-hero and how, you know, his whole thing is that he will always lose no matter what he does. I am curious though, if this is kind of like, you know, every time I feel like as a character, he's reached rock bottom, like there's always like a lower part that he could go to, Um, you know, and he's literally like sitting in the dirt, you know, in like Tuscany somewhere, sobbing, letting his siblings know that, you know, we killed a waiter, you know, in season one, 
Um, and he's extremely guilty and just so broken and everything he's tried to do has failed. But there was a moment when I saw that of like, okay, like, is this now the beginning finally of his rebirth? And I yeah. could be very wrong here, but there was something very like, like biblical and epic of him just letting it all out and literally confessing his sins, right? In this very like church, religious, Italian countryside setting. So I, I just was wondering, like, if you felt the same, like, is, is Kendall on the mend now? Is he, it does has he have a chance to, to come back? Yeah. It has to be because the, a lot of the people, a lot of the criticism from this season is that it's becoming too repetitive. I did not mm. feel that way because I still feel like we're, we're in season three. It's still pretty early. I disagreed with, you know, there, there should be a clear successor right now. I think that, you know, if they do this in season four, if they sit in the writer's room and they're like, how can we break Kendall down even more? And they do this in season four, then I think it would become repetitive. But now I feel like he's finally gotten everything out. And now he finally has his siblings on his side. That's the difference. He did not have them on his side before. So I think it's a completely different ball game. Um, even on the on the ride back, he kind of gets in the car and he's still, you know, sad and reeling from the moment, the confession. And but then he goes into like Kindle mode, like he gets mm-hmm. on the phone, you know, like oh, yeah. starts making moves. And I'm just like, yeah, buddy. Yes. There was that moment where they're all in that car heading to see their dad and they're all working. They're all making their calls. And I was like, finally, like I feel like we've waited literally the entire show for this moment for the Roy siblings to be clicking into place as a machine is like, you know, like, uh, almost, um, you know, like they're better together, right. They're, they're greater as a sum of all their different parts than each of them fighting individually and also fighting each other individually. So, and I will say like, if they will ever defeat their dad and take over the company, they have to do it in this way. It has to be all of them working together. It in this has way. To, I agree. I was just about to say, you cannot battle Logan Roy if you are not a united mm-hmm. front because he does not lose. Yeah, We see this every season. We see this, even Tony Hawk said it. Tony Hawk was like, you know, you can't, <laughs> Alexander Foster, whatever. Like, he's like, you're a beast. Like, you won't, you you're indestructible you're bulletproof like everyone knows that this man is completely bulletproof but if we take all i think that okay all the kids although they might not be killers they do have some of logan's traits okay like kendall has kind of like the brains roman has the creativity and you know kind of some of the 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 strategic moves and then Shiv she has her own thing going that's kind of similar to her dad so if you put all of the good parts of Logan together mm-hmm. that's something that could literally take him down so true that's actually a great point like they all kind of bring together as individual siblings like the powerful parts of Logan that make Logan 
you Logan. make one Logan Roy. It takes right. three baby Logans to <laughs> exactly, and maybe one. a Connor too for good measure. Yeah, you know, for good, just, just sprinkle it in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kendall's ready. You know, he's like in the in the car, like pass me the shotgun. And when he said that, I was like, oh, Kendall's back, baby. Oh, like, yeah, he's back. And and even at the end too, when when Roman was just you know, so beaten, literally like sitting on the floor in shock, Shiv is crying. One thing that I noticed is that Kendall's actually pretty cool and collected, like he's ready to fight, you know? And I feel like it's, it is this moment where maybe, and this just adds to what I said earlier of like, yeah, like he could be on the mend now, like he could be on the upswing now that he has his siblings on his side. And in many ways, maybe his you know, desolation and this low point for him over the past two seasons comes from the fact that he doesn't have anybody on his side. You know, he doesn't really have a family of his own, even though he does, he doesn't feel connected to them, but now Mm -hmm. he does. And now he is, and now he's ready to to take down his father. He's been in that position before. I don't think the kids have been in that position to where, you know, they're completely shunned Mm-hmm. by logan however right. kendall has been in that position multiple times yeah. so he kind of knows what it feels like so he's like oh okay well now you guys finally fucking mm. see now yeah. you see who this man is now you see what i was trying to warn you about mm-hmm. and now you see why we have to stick together yeah. so that's not going to discourage him that's going to be like okay finally i have all of us together yeah so but that's not it to would, take away from the fact that they're up against a huge adversary in Logan. And, you know, this was my um, kind of gut reaction to the finale that was up on our Instagram page last night. But, you know, of course, Logan knew what was going to happen, right? It's Logan Roy. Of course, he knew that they were all coming together to use a technicality to block the potential sale of the company to Gojo. You know, of course they wouldn't want to relinquish their power in this way. And of course, Logan would do everything in his power to stop it. So I think when there was that kind of reveal, their mother got involved and the Tom reveal, which I definitely want to talk about in more detail of how he kind of um, uh, literally fucked his wife over. Um, I think that it's all expected. You know, this is Logan Roy we're talking about. And even though it was so great as a viewer to see the the Roy siblings come together against their father, I just knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, he definitely already has something. He's always thinking one step ahead. So all of that being said, Kaya, like, what do you think it will take for them to beat him? Like how, like, what, like, what will they need to do to get the company back? I don't even know. Can they get the company back if they've already like solidified the sale? Because if he already like you know decided to merge with Gojo or whatever, whatever decision he made, it's like what's going to happen. But you know what I think they can do is, you know, some people are saying that they should you know just make their own company, but it's not about Mm. having their own company. It's about the legacy. It's not about the money. It's about the legacy mm. of Waystar Royco, right? So I think that they should collect themselves and try to see if they can position themselves inside of the new 
you know, mm-hmm. the new merger company, whatever it is that they decided and then take it down from the inside. Interesting. That's definitely one way that they could go about it. I think that even though it seemed like the deal was over at the end of last night, I think when you're merging two, or actually when one company's buying another, especially a company the size of Waystar, I think there's just so much more stuff that needs to happen. And that next season will be, I think the plot of next season is Gojo is taking over Waystar. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a months long process to yes, maybe the deal is finalized, you know, between handshakes and maybe the lawyers, but that doesn't mean that a lot of things can happen to throw off the acquisition. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be the Roy siblings versus literally everybody to stop the acquisition from taking place and then to take control of the company by any means necessary. I don't know, like technically how they will do that based off of like, you know, the paperwork and the will that screwed them over last night, which still wasn't super clear to me. It was something where like their mother had the ability to set, I guess, sell her part of the company to Logan yeah, versus divvying it up. Logan to get the townhouse for Peter. Got it. Got like it. Got yeah. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So she could have given those shares or whatever back to the kids, but instead she gave it to Logan. So he was able to gain yeah. control of the company. Okay. Cool. But I still am not sure what the kids will actually be able to do from like a business or legal standpoint to make moves to get the company back. Just how like when Kendall stood up at the very end of season two and was like, oh, my father's this terrible person and I have proof about it. Okay. But how do you connect those dots to becoming CEO? So I don't want to like jump the gun on anything of like what they will actually do but I think the general theme will be the three of them versus everybody to, um, you know, try to stop this acquisition at the very least, maybe sowing doubt into the founder's mind, Alexander Skarsgård's character. Yeah. Um, that's what, yeah. That'll make a lot of sense. You know, because one thing that I will say from just him and Logan meeting um, during last night's episode, he has a great respect for Logan Roy. And I think that he, a big part of the reason why he wants to take over Waystar is to get that kind of maybe even mentorship from him of, you know, they're both on the same playing field of, you know, like everything is just so boring to them because they're just so successful and they always win. So I think for him, it's a little bit of like, I'm buying Waystar because of Logan. So if Logan goes away, maybe it all falls apart. So, I mean, I'm just speculating, obviously, like Jesse Armstrong hasn't even shared what they've been thinking yet for, for next season. Um, and at, at this point it's probably years away, but I do think <laughs> it will all kind of hinge on those two relationships of Logan and, you know, Gojo and also, um, the Roy siblings sticking together, right. And also not like breaking up amongst themselves, and trying to stop it from taking place. Yeah, um, for sure. I think that, like you said, it, it does take a while for something as big as this to happen. So they can absolutely, and if Kendall is finally ready to reveal the hand that he can play, then mm. he can really fucking do that. And, you know, tell, dude, what is his name on the show? What's Alexander Skarsgård's name on the show? Isn't it like Hans or like Christian or something? <laughs> I don't know. I always forget because he's only in a couple know. scenes every every week. 
I just call him Tony Hawk. Well, they, they can just tell him, like, hey, this is literally what we can put out. Because mm-hmm. Kendall never actually put out what he had. So, um, and make, and put, like, put it in the back of his head that maybe we should not be merging or buying this company because it wouldn't be worth the hassle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also am curious if Kendall will sacrifice himself and come out publicly about the the waiter to try to bring his father down. Like that would be the ultimate Hail Mary. Um, let's talk about Tom because for myself, going forward next season, the season beyond right now in this moment, all I care about is Tom. All I want to see more of is Tom. I think you know, we look at the winners and losers of this season. I think Tom could be the biggest winner. Um, I think he is the character that is kind of snuck under everybody's radar this entire season where, you know, we always thought he was maybe, you know, talking to the um, cops, talking to the FBI, you know, right. he was like a secret mole. Right. And now we kind of realize that he was always just a back channel to Logan. At least that's the way I interpret it. And I think that, for him, he's just like Jerry, Frank, and Carl in that he doesn't have any claim to, you know, the the Waystar company. So for him, he has to be as strategic. He has to be as much of a snake and look out for himself as anybody else. And I think this episode just proves that he's willing to do it to win. And I think Tom's a killer at the end of the day. And honestly, at the end of last night, I was like, I think he could be the CEO. I think he he takes it all the way. Whoa! And that How is my hot hot take that I is a huge departure from everything that I've said over this whole season, yeah. over this whole podcast. But I really do see it. You know, when you think of what this show is, right? And we've said this, you know, from the beginning of like, what does it take to be Logan Roy? What does it take to be the CEO of a massive media conglomerate? You have to be a killer. You have to be strategic. Is there anything more killer than literally marrying into a family for pure power and that's it? Nothing. And he's that's, a killer. That's, you know, he is a killer. He was ready to go to prison for Logan Roy. Right. And I think right. that's, it don't overlook that, you know? Yeah, it was because of him trying to, you know, be seen by Logan as someone who is worthy. Mm-hmm. And then for him to give Logan the heads up yep. on what was going on, I was like, yes, Tom, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, finally, yes. finally, like, stood up for yourself. Because honestly, like, I, I, I love Tom as, like, a comical character, but, like, I just mm-hmm. don't respect him. I think he's too much of a bitch. I know that's, like... But that's is he, though? But is but, he? No, but, like, after last night, I'm like, wait a minute. Just like with Jerry, I'm like realizing, like you said, with Jerry, it's like, okay, well, maybe this whole time yeah. he was positioning herself and Tom was positioning himself. But what I am worried about is going forward, how is Tom going to reap the benefit of being that like, being that catalyst of you know um the change that just happened without revealing that he was the one 
who mm. told Logan what happened. Like, how is he? Okay, so he t- gave Logan the heads up. Logan yep. is now on his side. Going forward, I think that he thinks that Logan will give him some sort of position to be ahead. But at the same time, that would that mean going against Shiv? This is what like, I think he does. Very clearly going against Shiv because he can't do it like on the low. I think he denies, denies, denies. I think Shiv will confront him about it. I think Logan, or I think Roman and Kendall will also confront him about it. I think he denies. I think he still plays it off because we've seen him do this right over the course of the show, where he always knows more than than other people, but right. he always plays kind of the beta role where it suits him. And I think as viewers, we always see that and laugh, and it's like, oh, it's just Tom or Tom and Greg being silly or whatever. But the reality is he uses that kind of position to make people think that he's smaller than he really is. So I think he just continues that with, with Shiv and the rest of them. I think he, when he gets confronted by them, he'll say, what? No, like, you know, like, I want to see you be the CEO Shiv. Like, how can I support you? Like he's going to play the game because Shiv said to him, you know, that she doesn't love him. He knows their marriage is, Mm -hmm. you know, a sham essentially, um, when Shiv calls to tell him that they're going to Logan to try to stop this deal, you know, he's like, okay, but like, you know, where do I fit in all this? And Shiv blows him off. So he literally is in a position to screw them all over and always still play the def- the defensive hand of like, I don't know what's going on. So I think next season we see Tom, and this is why I'm so like passionate about this and why I'm, I want to see well, more I'm, of Tom. I'm- I know that like these three are the villain of the episode. Jerry, people think that she's a villain because she, you know, didn't take Roman's side. Logan, because he literally gave away his company, basically. And Tom for literally betraying his wife. But I am literally on the sides of all three of these people. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's you're right. Like, I don't necessarily want to see the the Roy siblings win. I don't necessarily want to see, you know, all the other people win like Jerry, Tom, whatever. However, I just want to see the way Tom plays this because he just set himself up at the end of this season as like the most interesting person with the most interesting cards. Logan owes him one and he just turned on his wife. Like this is a, like he just went from like, I don't want to say minor character because I don't think any of them are minor characters, but he's now kind of in the forefront. And if next season was all about Tom and how he's like vying for power to become the CEO now, I would still watch that, you know? So I think that um, he's just in a great position at this point. And I think he's going to, you know, as I said, deny that he had any involvement, but then behind the scenes kind of let Logan know in the kindest way possible of, Hey, look, I was going to go to jail for you. I sold out my wife to be on your side and, you know, where's my piece, you know? And I think um, that interesting moment at the end with him and Greg making up just kind of shows where he's like, you know, you're down to sell your soul to the devil. Like Tom is fully admitting that he's the devil. Like he's ready to be the killer. He's explicitly saying that he is the killer, right? He's the devil. He kind of has been. Now I'm thinking about it. So he got, Greg to shred those fucking documents. Like mm-hmm. we've been seeing Tom do what some people would be too pussy to do for a while now. Exactly. Yeah. And when we do our 
it's like when we do of- our um, succession spinoff episode, I Absolutely. now am thinking even more so about in terms of like what could spinoffs be from succession. I would love to see a young Tom or even just a Tom working at, you know, Waystart in between the moments of interacting with his wife and, you know, the rest of the Roy family. Like, I just want to see this guy operate because I think there's a lot more to Tom than the show lets on. And we only see these tiny glimpses of him, but I think he's a lot more strategic. He's a lot more um, conniving and willing to backstab than a lot of the characters on this show. And he's not given the, the spotlight yet that we're going to see in season four, where we just see him make full-on power moves. And I think it's going to take a little bit for him to get there. I think there's going to be some stumbles along the way, but I'm calling it right now. Tom's doing big things next season. Oh my God. That's definitely the hottest take that you've made thus far is that you can see Tom as CEO. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Greg becomes his right-hand man. Okay. So that's what I want to know. We saw Kendall gain a lot of his humanity over the course of this season, but we also saw Greg lose some of his humanity Mm. over the course of the season. Do we think that Greg is just going to become, did we lose him? Did we lose the good guy? Here's what I think. Besides wanting to just become a duchy and, you know, shout out to the word duchy that was used in this last episode (laughs) for the amount of times it was used. I think Greg in many ways is like a junior Tom. And this season was all about positioning Greg to truly become um, Tom's mentee, right? Where when we first meet Greg, you know, his grandfather, you know, was supposed to um, leave him millions in inheritance. He kind of has a very Roy way about him. But now, ever since he loses his grandfather's inheritance earlier in this season, he's kind of walking in Tom's footsteps. He's at the party. He's looking around to see who he should be dating that could help him get to the next level. Well, who else did that? Tom, to get with Shiv. So I think in many ways, Greg is now setting himself up to literally follow Tom to the end of times. You know what I mean? Like they shook hands. They even hugged. Mm-hmm. Like Greg is like, crap. Like I want this power. I want all this money. I literally have nothing right now. I'm back to square one. My grandfather cut me out of his will. I'm trying to sue Greenpeace, but I'm just a guy now. Like that's not going to really work. What other option does he have left than to just fly under Tom's wing? And Tom even said too, like, who's been here for you? throughout this entire None you know journey. None of them except Tom. So I think the future of Greg is walking right back in step with Tom. And I think they make moves together. And I think that they're now a really formidable team and the Roy siblings better watch out. Shiv better watch out. Um, and I think Logan sees their kind of hustle and rewards them for it. Yeah. So is I guess we we're, we're gonna lose the Greg that we know yep and we do, we're gonna lose the Greg that we know but not the Greg that we love because even exactly even him you know becoming more of being hungry being a corporate guy like trying to get to the top like that's still gonna be such a funny arc for Greg 
So we, we might not have him to be on the side of like the regular people like we have had in the past seasons because he's about to supersede that. But his arc in general, it's still going to be in a very Greg kind of way. 100%. I mean, the humor will still be there. You know, he's still a tall, awkward guy that's trying his best to succeed in the world. I just think that we're going to see him really following in Tom's footsteps. And, you know, the, there's just too much opportunity right now, right? With the siblings technically cut out from the family, there's too much opportunity for Tom and Greg to make moves. Um, and what better, like, knife to put into Shiv's back than Logan being like, oh, I'm going to take your husband under my wing now, you know? And it becomes like right. a Logan, Tom, Greg alliance as they navigate this whole Gojo thing. So yeah, I'm interested. I'm, I'm really interested. And I love the way that this season ended. I'll say that as well. Me too. I'm like, okay, are you, are you still placing it where you placed it before? Or did you like is it is it down a level well i mean look i was really looking for a, a big moment but this final episode made me realize and i think i also kind of realized it last episode too that there won't really be big moments the way that you see in game of thrones or other you know huge tv shows succession works because of its nuance it works because of its characters it works because of its tremendous acting and writing and it's cleverness. Mm -hmm. So I think looking back at my own kind of analysis of the series, I don't think it was really correct for me to want a big kind of crazy moment or for somebody to, to die or whatever. I think that I'm very satisfied with the way things have ended with, you know, the siblings coming back together. You know, it's a, it's a real character driven show. It's a real you know, epic family Shakespearean drama. And um, I think that we're seeing some really interesting connections being made into the next season, right? We're going to see the, the Roy siblings team up. We're going to see Tom make some moves. We're going to see Logan, you know, it seems like Logan's kind of in his own end game in many ways. Um, meaning he wants to just get out. He wants to make the extra you know, 5 billion or whatever, however much he could get paid out for and then walk away. You know, he even says to that Gojo founder, he's, he's like, I'm an old man. Let's get right to the point. Yeah. So it's like, he's been working on this his whole life. None of them deserve it. None mm -hmm. of them are ready for it. All of them feel entitled to it. Mm -hmm. So it's really like, fuck it, dude. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, I really want it to pass on my legacy to one of you but at the end of the day none of you are deserving of it and right. if you think you are then let's go let's yeah. fucking go lfg yeah and let's not forget that you know it is a traditional media company that is in decline you know even logan knows that he needs some kind of tech partner to take waystar into the next you know century so that being said it's a very logical conclusion that um, none of the siblings would win because none of them have that kind of experience that Logan is looking for to kind of hand off the company to. Um, 
as is reflected in the real world, you know, which like one thing that I read today in an interview with Jesse Armstrong, um, the creator of Succession was that he doesn't necessarily follow any like media company news stories when writing the show, but he wants it to seem realistic. Like he wants it to seem like if Waystar was a real company, like this is something that could happen. And I agree. And I think that everything that's been played, and that's another reason why the show is so brilliant is that it plays to realness, right? There's not going to be some kind of crazy, you know, big thing that's going to happen. Like what we were just talking about, it's going to be more kind of subtle business moves that are real to what the industry and what the trends are in media today. It's like when, when Uber bought Postmates basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's the first thing that came to mind. It's like Postmates knew that Postmates could not survive as just Postmates. They needed that Uber factor to take their company into the next level and that's what happened totally. and i think like so a I'm, more go ahead. oh sorry i was gonna say i think a more like legacy example would be like the at&t time warner acquisition acquisition where at&t is like this big kind of phone company internet company that you know wants some kind of like sexy content under its portfolio so what does it do it buys you know time warner um, and then it's later revealed that, you know, that wasn't a good decision, but it's that kind of like big picture type of things um, that bring the show together. Speaking of sexy, Shiv, like if it be Shiv's dress, <laughs> I would morph into it. Like she was giving body, oddy, oddy throughout these last two episodes. I thought that she yeah. couldn't top the blue dress. But this dress fit every fucking curve. And there's like a generational, I, would, I wouldn't say racial divide because it wasn't just the Black people that were complimenting her. Um, but there's there a generational divide because I'm in a succession like Facebook group and someone literally posted, damn, Shiv's ass is fat. And like everyone was like, yes, yes, her ass is fat. She looks so good. And it was like the younger people that were like praising her. Mm -hmm. And then the older people were like, that's such a rude thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just, no, just so many elements like, to it. She looked, it hugged every curve. And it was just, whoever put her in that dress and then that blue dress from the last episode chef's kiss yeah i mean hats off to like all of the stylists and wardrobe people for the right. show because everybody just looks so spot on i mean even during like kendall's intervention like he's still wearing his gold chain and sunglasses oh, and he's just like and and it fits into to what he says in his mood where he's like is this some kind of move against me is this intervention like some kind of like what's your angle you know of course he goes to that and of course he's wearing his little gold chain um you know yeah, while he, he and then that. when logan got off of the 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 out of the helicopter and he had that suit on and those sunglasses i was like yo oh, yeah. yeah yeah they, and then roman even his open his open his suit oh my god like the, the stylus snapped that's all i had to say amazing the, the stylus just snapped i'm looking at the succession poster that everyone mm -hmm. was talking about when it was first released on who's on whose side. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'm noticing is that everyone that was on 
Logan's side is now on Kendall's side. And the two that were on Kendall's side, hmm. Tom and Greg, are now on Logan's side. So they literally- Interesting, they interesting catch. They pulled a switcheroo on us and I'm kind of like living for it. Damn. That's awesome that they did that. Um, wow. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I think that overall it just goes for the show. Like, you know, don't believe anything that you see. Like anything can always mm-hmm. happen by the end of the episode, by the end of the season. Um, and that's what makes, that's another reason why Succession is so great is that there's always these twists and turns. You never know what's really going to happen. And it's so nuanced and it's so subtle. And it's not like the red wedding in Game of Thrones where, you know, everybody gets killed. It's, it's much more nuanced than that. You know, people change teams, people get cut out of deals and it's all about staying ruthless, staying, you know, locked in um, to really, to really, you know, win at the end of the day. So all of this being said, I want to hear, your thoughts, Kaya, one last time. Who do you think, short-term CEO, long-term CEO? Um, and also, I'll add on top of it, just because it's the finale episode, who won and who lost this season? Logan won. That's the, that's the one that I can say without a doubt, as usual, as Logan does, as he should, you know. Um, long-term CEO, I'm going to say Kindle. I'm going back to Kindle mm. because I'm a Kindle. Last week, I I switched up, and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because Logan will. <laughs> it's it's always going to be Logan." But um, after seeing him be able to have his his moment where he literally almost dies, and then he literally confesses the worst thing that he's ever done, and then he's able to be the big brother and pull it together, and he had those moves like in his mind you know he was just not fast enough with it Mm -hmm. um I think that Kendall should be long term and then as far as short term I'm thinking Jerry because she pulled a boss ass move so short term Jerry long term Kendall and the winner of the season is Logan what do you think love that short term for me is still Jerry she, de- she deserves every win that she gets. She fights for a tooth and nail. She is the queen. She is Goddess. giving. Mommy. And, you know, may she be the short-term CEO for as long as humanly possible. Right. Um, long-term? I, I just don't know. I don't think it Are should you be. Say- I, I don't think it should be Tom. And I don't think Tom okay. will, will end up winning. I think he might become a serious contender next season. I don't think he walks away with the win, but I also don't necessarily see Shiv in power anymore. I think she's been just like backstabbed so many times. Like she is in many ways in her own kind of low point at the end of this season, but maybe she comes back. Maybe she takes it. Um, But I'm going to agree with you. I'm actually going to change my answer and say Kendall, because we see him, I think, starting to rebound. We see him bringing his siblings together. We see him making those business decisions again. He's sharper. He's coming back. And I think he gets there by the end of this series and becomes CEO. And I think Shiv will be his, you know, like right-hand person. And so will Roman. And I think they will work out a great relationship. 
as they rule. Like Roman they rule. said, that they, if they can do it, up, he was like, we'd make a great team. Exactly. If they could beat Logan or maneuver their way into some kind of position of power. So that's a big F. Um, winners and losers. Big losers for this season, I think um, Shiv and Roman. I think they've, yeah. they just positioned themselves way too hard to try to win and it just backfired in their face shiv for the last like three episodes was completely boxed out of every deal it doesn't seem like she is in any position her own husband has turned on her she really has nobody except roman and kendall who are not great either um so i mean they're the big losers uh this season um uh connor I think he's another loser this season. I think when you propose to somebody and their response is, fuck it, let's just do this. It's not going to be a good marriage and it's only going to create more problems down the line. Um, So he is a loser. Um, Winners, as always, it's going to be Logan. He takes the big win. Tom Mm -hmm. is another huge, huge winner, I think, um, in the way that he's positioned himself. But I will add the caveat that he's going to have to fight tooth and nail um, to keep his position next season. Um, I think Greg's also a winner. He's starting to learn the game. We're seeing it. He's starting to put pieces together. He's going to sue Greenpeace. He might have two girlfriends. Um, You know? Yeah, he's on his way. So he's a winner. Um, Jerry is a winner. Carl and Frank, they're still around. They're still in the inner yeah, circle. Somehow they still made it. Winners, yeah. winners. Um, and, you know, we haven't heard if uh, the the bunny has died. So I think the, the bunny is, the I forget its name, but I think the bunny is also a winner this season. He survived the, the bagel poisoning. So, yeah. And even if the bunny did die, at least it had a good New York bagel. Like That's true. And also lived a good life, probably. <laughs> a good, rich life. A good, rich so, life. That's a, that's a question that needs an answer, but I guess, you know. But also, I want to know what happened to Kendall's assistant. Like, her Comfrey? His assistant. No. Oh, Jessica. Yeah. Where is she? I don't know. I think she might Why be. The Why the fuck did he, she get replaced with Comfrey? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, yeah, that's good. Those are like, put that in the bucket of mysteries to be. It's weird because I kind of like, liked her more. Like, she had more, yeah, like physical comedy, even when, like, when they got the, the children, the face. Like, oh my god, head, like, you want me to, to move it? Like, yeah, it's with us in season one, so I feel like that was unfair. Does she come back next season? How does right. it all fit in? I, uh, that's definitely a mystery. Naomi, I think, is another mystery. And the Pierce family, do they come back oh in? God. Do they get involved? What's right. with that? Let's, Where is Naomi? Another and mystery. Then, and then, okay, so what was the point of announcing uh, the whole time, you know, up until, I'd say, the premieres like I keep I kept hearing about how Adrian Brody was coming to succession and mm. he was there for like 10 minutes and he had one episode and that was it and also they kept talking about how Sinai Lathan and Sir Arthur was going to be on succession and she oh. had all of 20 minutes I'm just like okay the only one the only guest star who had a 
really important and enough screen time is Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. What is and I think point? all of those characters are mysteries that we will hopefully get answers to um, next season yeah. and also get introduced to hopefully new uh, characters that will come in and mix things up. So, you know, oh, I think yeah. we'll we'll talk a little bit more maybe about it in terms of like spinoffs that we want to see, because I think some of those yeah. minor characters that have come in just for a little bit would be awesome um, in other shows uh, mm-hmm. that could spin off from Succession. But I don't know, any any kind of final words final thoughts Kaya yeah I just want everyone to know that I was right um (laughs) (laughs) I hate saying that I was right but I was right I think that you should you guys should all have been team Kindle um episode I know that I lost faith there in the in a little you know moment but that's what happens with these things the show wasn't written right and it was written perfectly um be team Kendall and you know Logan will always win but okay I think you're blocking your microphone with your hand we'll need to root for Kendall um and also it was a great season that's it but we'll be back to discuss like you know things that we didn't notice before we'll probably Mm -hmm. watch from the beginning and just like do a whole, a whole episode on that but what's your last takeaway from this season my takeaway from this season is if you're going to come for the king you better not miss you know logan is and will always be this incredible figure this brilliant guy this ruthless killer and he says it to his kids. He lets them know what it takes to win. He shows them what it takes to win. And none of them have been able to rise to the occasion to beat him. And all of them have continuously showed him that they are not capable of being the next Logan Roy. So I, you know, that's that's my main takeaway of like none of them are really willing or none of them are really capable of of beating him. And I think it's just going to come down to we've seen this, but what is it like when they're all working together? For sure. Is that what it takes to beat Logan Is Roy? it? And are they going to stay as firm as they are together? Because I don't know something mm-hmm. about Roman. I just don't know if he's strong enough, especially with Jerry on Logan's side. Yeah. I just... I just don't know. But yeah. you guys, we are going to be back with another episode next week. But yes. we need to head up. We don't really know if you like us for us or you like us talking about succession. Yeah. So we are thinking about you constantly. We don't want you to listen to anything that you don't want to listen to. So we're going to test something out. Um, we're going to be back with a bonus episode. Do you want to tell them what our bonus episode, like, yeah. what our is? So as we finish out the season of Succession, we have two more podcast episodes that we want to bring you um, from SuckPod, at least that we have 
planned out. Um, and that's going to be next week. We're going to be doing a bonus episode, which, you know, could be some of our wrap up, wrap up thoughts from this season, maybe some other things that have been on our mind. Um, maybe some questions from you guys, if you have thoughts or ideas or things you want us to talk about, you know, slide into our DMS on the, on the suck pod Instagram. Um, there's already been some interesting responses about, I don't know, do we talk about Yellowstone next? Do we talk about another show next? Um, or do we just talk about other, other random things? So we're going to have fun with that, um, next week. And then we're going to record one more episode where, uh, we've, we've teased a lot over this podcast, but, um, the spinoff. So we want to talk about, you know, if HBO wants to beef up its HBO max, you know, streaming offerings as it's been doing, what other succession shows should they make? Should it be a show about the Roys when they were younger? Should it be a show about how Logan rose to power? Should it be a show about Tom's career? Do we flash forward into the future? And is it Kendall's kids having a trendy coffee company startup and how that goes? I mean, the the possibilities are endless and we want to get some of those ideas out there. So I think they stick gave around. Them all of our ideas, but yeah i'll pull some more out of my butt we will we will no there's i feel like there's actually a lot to talk about okay so we will we will do an episode there and who knows um where we go from there but uh stick around and um you know we'll keep some we'll keep some stuff coming your way but thank you guys so much for uh listening over the course of this season and we hope you've really enjoyed suck pod um it's been great following along and making this for you guys every week and uh yeah thank you for for everything and for listening thank you so much for listening and tell your friends about us and also 